1: Today is Wednesday, April 20th. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, I've got another great guest for you today. In fact, he's a natural follow-up to last week's stimulating conversation with Eric Premont and Paul Segretto. In fact, like the two of them thrives matthew gorjo is a giant advocate for small business but before i introduce you to him here is hoping that you and yours had a safe and happy easter and that those of you who celebrate passover or ramadan continue to enjoy your holiday as we all collectively do our best in this post covid era To deal with its remnants while facing persistent supply chain problems, labor woes, rising prices at the pumps and just about everywhere else, and now interest rates that seem to be heading north at lightning speed. Well, it just keeps getting crazier, doesn't it? Yet, somehow, we continue to face these winds of adversity and beat them back. As we pivot, dodge, and one way or another, figure out how to make sense of it all. That, quite simply, is who we are and what we do. For those who would suggest otherwise, or want you to believe that our best days are behind us, I say this. The game continues to change, and truth be told, in today's environment, it becomes more and more difficult to play. But the game is never over, unless and until you quit i say too thank goodness we still have elections and that the midterms are just around the corner now i'm not going to get all political here as i really don't care who identifies as a democrat republican libertarian or independent the truth is the only label that really matters in this context is entrepreneur, and when elected officials make poor decisions that adversely impact entrepreneurs, small businesses, and for that matter, franchising, I say don't quit, double down, hang on, and for goodness sake, vote, and please take some time between now and election day to learn more about your candidates of choice and what positions they actually hold as pertains to small business and franchising. You might just find yourself shocked by some of what you learn. The Government Relations Department at the IFA will be more than happy to help you facilitate that research. So please, use this time wisely and learn more about your candidates. Remember, elections have consequences and i believe in my heart of hearts that common sense will prevail we sometimes take circuitous routes getting where we're going but this american experiment of ours is about to celebrate its two hundred and forty-sixth year and i don't believe it's going any place any time soon as long as we all do our parts to protect our way of life. Okay, so that's it for the politics, at least here and now. But what a lead in this opening statement makes to today's guest? While I don't know his politics, I do know that Matthew Gorgeot is a common sense agent of change who would never subscribe to one doing more of the same thing and expecting different outcomes. So when I come back in two minutes or less, it will be to introduce you to Matthew Gorgio as we talk today about how to help small businesses thrive in a world of change. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, franchisors of restaurants, bars, grills, and taverns, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. Atmosphere TV wants to help you cut costs on overpriced cable TV for your business and either replace it completely or partially if sports programming is essential at your locations. What Atmosphere TV provides are 100% Matthew Gorgeot is a true advocate and champion of small business in America and heads corporate and business development at Thrive, where he's responsible for leading their enterprise division and developing the company's strategic corporate partnerships. Traded on the NASDAQ, Thrive is the provider of software that supports more than 40,000 local businesses and nearly 500,000 users across the continent. What they've created is a fully integrated, end-to-end, B2C customer experience, platform, so small businesses can reach more customers, stay better organized, get paid faster, and generate more online reviews. Utilizing Thrive's platform, small businesses can manage their customers anytime, Anywhere and from any device. Matthew Gorgeau, welcome to Franchise Today. Well, Stan, I really appreciate the invite and uh, looking forward to the chat. So am I. I mean, we've had a great first meeting at IFA. I wanted to tell the audience how you and I met.
2: Well, I was in the exhibit hall where there's hundreds of booths and everything, and Thrive, our company, we had a booth, and I'm walking by Red Boswell's booth at ISPG, and he tells me that Michael Gerber is at your booth. And then somehow, some way you got Mr. Gerber there. And if you're kind of a small business nerd, like I am, and his book, The E-Myth is, is something that I recommend to all the entrepreneurs that I work with and to my team and everything at Thrive. And so I had to stop by and I did shake your hand and had a chance to meet Mr. Gerber. And and that was that was really cool. So
1: I appreciate you getting him there. But that's that's the story as I remember it. You shook his hand. You shook my hand. Getting me out of the way is what you were trying to do. You just <laughs> wanted to get over to see Michael Lee Gerber. And that was the reaction that a lot of people had. It was a real pleasure to have him join the IFA's convention and conference and moreover to spend a couple hours with us at FRM Solutions meeting people like you who all of us have taken that book as the gospel. For years that I've been around franchising, that's been like number one for me. So it was a real thrill. So that's how you and I met. But how did franchising and Matthew meet is the bigger question that the audience is wanting to know about. So tell us that portion of your story.
2: Yeah, well, actually, in college, I, alumni of our university, was a multi-unit operator of the franchise Gold's Gym. And I went to school for business and marketing. And I just happened to network in and had and did my internship at his two or three at that time he had two, he had a third. And so I worked for this franchisee and after college, I actually played professional golf for a little bit, kind of unsuccessfully. And so I would, I would, in the spring and in the summer, I would be out on tour, playing in tournaments, traveling and whatnot. And in the fall and winter, I would come back and work in his sales and marketing department. And I did that for a couple of years. I made a heck, I made more money working for that guy than I did out on tour playing golf. And but that was kind of my first experience in the franchising space working for
1: a franchisee. So what did that look like to you from that perspective? What was your take on working for a franchisee? What did that mean to you that what he was a part of was greater than the box that he owned that you were managing? What was your impression of that?
2: Well, my first was the recognition of a logo. The Gold's Gym logo is recognizable, and and they had built up the brand over the years, and that was pretty neat to kind of... Is your first kind of marketing job, working for a recognizable logo. Another thing I remember just very, I mean, I was 21, 22 at the time was having this company, this guy running this small business, but at the same time, there being certain guidelines like bumpers, right? You, it's not like you just go crazy with the marketing ideas and the sales tactics and stuff to get new members. There were certain things that Gold's Gems wanted done. The, The franchisee that I worked for at times would go rogue. And I remember him getting his wrist slapped from time to time, right? And that was just kind of my first experience in being a corporate office and a franchise or and all the incredible things that come from working for a great brand. But at the same time, a, a small business owner operating two or three locations and sometimes having ideas but not being able to act on them because you want to follow the guidelines of a brand. But it was a really neat experience. And tell us again, when was this? This would have been 2000, 2008, 2009, 2010. So right right as the financial crisis was hitting. Right.
1: All right. So then where did you franchising and you meet again? Or how did you wind up in a position today where... You were the head of corporate and business development and the head of the franchise business unit for a company the size of Thrive. You didn't just kind of walk into that job out of gold, Matthew. So come on, what's the rest of the story?
2: Yeah, so I did a couple of years working with that franchisee. And in the same building as one of our locations was this marketing and advertising company. It's called Haibu Now. The previous name was Yellow Book. It was a print advertising, yellow page print advertising company that was transitioning to digital right around that 2009 time right? When Google and and different things were coming on. And I uh, eventually went to work for that company. And so I left franchising, went into this uh, organization that was working with small business owners uh, all over the country. My territory was the Southeast. And just from, I remember from the first week that I worked at this company, getting to work with different entrepreneurs, like the first conversation, I remember I called on a chiropractor. And just talking to the gatekeeper, going into the office, meeting with Dr. Wooten, that was the doctor's name that ran the chiropractic office, just loved everything about it. Like talking about his history, how he built the business, their pain points, everything. That obviously was a a match made in heaven, did really well selling advertising and marketing services to these customers And within that organization, I took a few promotions, ran a bigger territory year after year. And around 2015, the leadership team that was running that company came over to a company called Dex Media that was similarly doing the same thing, but launched a software business for small businesses. And so I followed that leadership team to what is now called Thrive is the company I work at now. And we again were working with small businesses. But what was really neat, Stan, was that around that time that I joined that company. I had a friend that went to work for Neighborly and at that time it was called the Dwyer Group, right? And they're great. Platform company that owns I think 20 plus home service franchise brands. And a lot of the franchisees within Neighborly were spending money with our company to drive leads. And so I, for a couple of years, worked and serviced and got to know the Neighborly company. They're an incredible organization with great leadership, Mike Bidwell and their team over there. And so there was a gap between, you know, for about six or seven years where I wasn't working in franchising and then got back into the industry. Supporting, you know, of all people neighborly. And so, about two and a half years ago, our company, as we're supporting these franchise brands from a marketing services standpoint, products like search engine marketing, social media advertising, print yellow pages, different advertising products, we've been supporting great franchise brands for decades like that. What happened was we had an emerging concept with close to 80 locations that came to our company and actually installed our software at every location. And our product team and our leadership team, we kind of looked around and were like, hey, this kind of works within franchising. So our company came to me and they said, Matt, hey, would you like to launch a software business within Thrive for the franchising industry? And I couldn't say yes fast enough, right? Because I just finished working with Neighborly. I was obsessed with the franchise community and I wanted to do it. We did that over two and a half years ago. We had no franchise software customers two and a half years ago. We've got a couple dozen brands now, hundreds of locations kind of under contract. I know it was a long story, stand, but that's where we're at today.
1: It's really a great story, actually, and it's the story that we love about franchising. Whether it finds you as a single unit operator or you become a multi-unit franchise enterprise and or whether you are a business owner who then takes the franchise business model and the prototype that is prescribed by a book like, say, The E-Myth and you start franchising your business, there's incredible quantum leaps that we get out of franchising where one-in-one is not linear math and two, but one-in-one is like 11. So whether you're doing it on the outside in as a a marketing or a technology company that's in support of franchising, which is as I do with FRM Solutions, it's just from my perspective, I'm a supplier serving the franchisors of the community. You're a marketing and a technology company doing much the same, but focused on the franchisee and their end users, Isn't that correct?
2: You know, that's correct. And I have a passion for working with small businesses. I mean, as I told you, that's pretty much from the time I left Gold's Gym, where I was working for a small business owner, my entire career has been supporting small businesses. And that gap where when I left Gold's to when I started working with Neighborly, there was eight or so years whenever I met with thousands of small businesses. Successful ones and a lot of unsuccessful ones. And if you know the statistics, right, that when you start your own small business, the failure rates, all the struggles. And what was fascinating to me about the franchising community and just the franchise business model in general is a lot of the pain, a lot of the failure can be mitigated really through the model because the franchisors come up with a concept, all the things that really lead to business failure. It's not 100%, but I mean, you can pretty much navigate through that because there's a proven concept. So you get all this really great things about entrepreneurship, freedom and whatnot through it. And I just, from the time I've really been working in franchise, that's really what fascinates me about the business model.
1: I saw something on the Thrive website that I thought in four short lines for me kind of spelled it all out. The saying said, what Thrive does is helps you get the job, manage the job, get paid, and even get credit online. How does Thrive do that? Are you banking and providing credit too?
2: No. So it's, it's great that you bring that up because I think one of the things that's impacting all of small business, and franchisees are small business owners, right? Franchising is powered by small business. And controlling the customer experience, because we're doing this, I mean, we're in different states. We're using technology. I've got got. my smartphone here. It's blowing up with notifications. Like technology is just flying and consumer expectations are through the roof. And so it's really tough for an entrepreneur right now to keep up with that. And one of the things that whether you're independent or a franchise brand is managing that consumer expectation, managing that consumer experience is really tough. And what we're seeing stand within franchising and within small business is that people are moving to the cloud. They're moving to using technology to manage that customer experience, but they're normally using six, seven, eight, nine, 10 different tools tools to manage, if you would, the customer journey. And that's extremely tough to train. It's extremely tough to, to scale, right? And you kind of have to be really tech savvy to navigate that. And so what Thrive's really doing, especially within the franchise space, is we're looking at, like when I work with a franchisor and their team, we're looking at the customer experience at the local level. And one, how do we make it better? But then two, how do we standardize it and really modernize it? And instead of them having to go find six, seven, or eight tech solutions to do it, they can use our system, but the franchisor's install our Thrive software at the local level to help their franchisees get jobs, manage jobs, get credit after the sale. And we work with service-based businesses. So those could be get clients, work with clients, get students, get patients, whatever the terminology you want to use. But it's really just navigating that customer experience. It's gotten so tough. You really need good technology to
1: do that. So when you talk about get credit online, are you talking then about the word credit as it pertains to the reviews that you will be getting from your consumers? So I just yeah
2: yeah credit for your good work credit for delivering on your promise to the consumer i mean i think that you look at reviews online we just did a study and about 80 percent of people trust an online review as if a a dear friend was telling them to move forward with that brand when i go online i'm looking for confidence i want to be confident i can move forward with your company whatever that product or service might be and then to the convenience of it is it easy to do business with you but the get credit pieces after the sale this is where a lot of entrepreneurs kind of just we naturally all drop the ball right we we do all this work and there's no proof of that online. There's no proof of that after the point of sale. And it's really critical when you're working with a consumer that might use you again, right? So the get credit piece is not just, you wanna get online and get great reviews and whatnot and have testimonials and different things like that. But also there's a nurturing component to our software where after maybe I did business with you, the software is gonna follow with me in 30 days, 90 days, a few weeks. It's gonna thank you. It's gonna prompt me for a review. It's gonna remind me, you know, I go into a marketing machine that gets
1: automated email and text so that I become a repeat customer. As I get my head around what Thrive does, it seems to me there's just an incredible amount of brilliance here because the things that a franchisor does for a franchisee in many cases is all around the secret sauce of the brand. It's all about the actual execution of the operating system that's associated with that brand. There are many very sophisticated franchisors like Neighborly who are providing tools, perhaps more franchisees that are internal homegrown systems, but I'll bet there are that many more, just from my personal experience on the Zor side, that haven't built it or created it and haven't found it out of the box yet either. So I think the brilliance of what I see in Thrive comes in two ways. Number one, for the independent guy who owns his own three trucks, HVAC or plumbing, or chiropractor who owns an office and needs those kinds of tools to help him manage his relationships with prospective and existing clients and to manage the appointment setting and getting paid for his billing or getting his invoicing done and all that. He is an independent operator, needs those things. As a franchisee, many times, franchisees still need those things, but in large part, I think they get those from their franchisors. But how many franchisors have that level of sophistication yet? I don't know, but it looks to me like Thrive answers that urgent call for a mom and pop or for the franchisee who is a mom and pop but of a major corporation like, say, a neighborly. So you're getting it done either way. It's for small business. You're just, you're crushing it. Yeah, there's a couple of things to unpack there
2: that you hit the nail on the head. I think that 80% of the franchising industry in the U.S. has less than, 80% of the logos, right, the brands have less than 100 locations. So that's one of the things that I've had experience working with and for major franchise brands. And when you're working for a you know, major company, a lot of vendors will come in and roll out the red carpet and take you to play golf and all that stuff. But one of the things that I noticed working with emerging brands was that you know, they didn't have access to affordable tools like what we've been talking about, right? The reason they have six, seven, or eight different point solutions is because those are cheaper point solutions, right? These are like an email marketing tool, a CRM tool, a scheduling tool, an invoicing tool. And what they go out and they find kind of a mediocre, cheaper point solution, and then they paste it together and that's their system. But they have had to do that in the past because there's not really affordable options out there for emerging brands. So one of the things that we wanted to do in franchising was treat a 10, 15, 20, 30 location brand as if they were this iconic franchise brand from a service standpoint, and then provide a software that had enough technology advancement to match the consumer expectation. But at the same time, it's easy to use. So you don't have to have like an MIT grad to use it. And it's affordable, but it's in line with industry tech fees and, and different things like that. So you're not charging them so much to use it. And another thing to mention was for a small business or for a franchise business, Salesforce put out a study a couple of years ago where it showed that like a small business owner, like a franchisee, on average was losing one day a week to doing manual tasks through that customer journey or just running their business, whether it was payroll or communicating with clients, appointments, you know, think of all the aspects of running a small business. Salesforce said small business owners were losing one day a week to doing manual tasks. So close to 50 days a year, they were losing just doing these manual tasks, right? And so that's why it's so critical to use technology to implement into your processes, right? To, it just saves you time. You can be more efficient. And you multiply that over two, three, four, five years. Whether you succeed or not, it's, it's greatly dependent on how you leverage technology. No
1: doubt. No doubt. And COVID has certainly advanced that in that technology was already moving at a lightning speed, lightning quick before COVID. But I think COVID accelerated it even further than that. Matthew, let's take a quick break right here when we come back i want to talk more about thrive's foundation for nonprofit work as well and i want to get into some of that and we're going to talk a little about the 30 under 30 program but let's get a quick break out of the way first we're speaking today with matthew gorjo he heads up the franchise business development unit of thrive and we'll be right back
0: franchise today we'll be right back but first a word from our sponsors
1: Join a peer group, not just any peer group. Join the only one designed for emerging franchisors. Join Zorforum. Learn more at Zorforum.com. That's www.Zorforum.com. And the conversation continues with Matthew Gorgeau, who heads up business development and is also the head of the franchise business unit for Thrive. And we've been chatting about the intersection of technology and marketing and its impact on small business and small business owners. And we've discussed Thus far, how much some of these tools have advanced at the speed of light that are now so technology driven that your marketing, as it used to be done, is like trying to drive your dad's old Buick. You can't do that the way you used to do it anymore. You need tools like those that we're talking about here today. Another thing you need to be sustainable in your business is a heart. And most businesses that stick around and are sustainable in their growth have a nonprofit component too. That Matthew, talk a little about Thrive and what Thrive does through its foundation and about your heart space as well.
2: Yes, Dan, that's something near and dear to me. We have incredible CEO at Thrive, Joe Walsh, and he spent his whole career supporting small businesses. And the foundation was really his brain shot. He wanted to launch a nonprofit supporting the small business space. And in 2018, he did. We legally created it and whatnot. And I was tapped on the shoulder at Thrive to be the director, really launch it, get it off the ground. And so 2019, we officially became a 501c3. And the mission or really the vision of the foundation is to empower, develop, and invest in small business. We empower through education. We have a few educational partners out there, like the Small Business Development Centers, which are part of the Small Business Administration. We'll do free educational things for them all over the country. SCORE, another organization where we'll come in and provide some free education. We've worked with college campuses. A lot of these college campuses now have entrepreneurial courses, things that we didn't have. Like when I I went to school and we'll go in and really show them kind of what life is like as an entrepreneur. We've donated some of our software to college campuses to run some of these classes and whatnot. And we're working with various minority groups and some different organizations where we've donated some of our software there too. And then in 2020, we actually launched our small business grant program, which is funny. We got approved to do that at the beginning of March. This was before COVID even was a thing kind of in the U.S. It was just becoming a thing right before the shutdowns. And if you remember back at that time, time when everybody started shutting down, there was this rush to get the PPP money eventually And there was a gap between when people applied for PPP and when they got it, there was actually a a big gap. And in that gap, our foundation was able to come up with a COVID-19 grant program that I headed up along with our company. And we were able to get hundreds of thousands of dollars out to small businesses in the forms of grants ranging from anywhere from like $3,000 up to about $15,000. And we raised that money basically from our board, our leadership, they put money in, and then we opened it up to our employees. We have about 2,500 employees at Thrive and hundreds of employees donated like anything from $5 up to like a couple thousand dollars and the company did a match. And we basically created this pot of money at that time that we were able to award in grants to small businesses and franchisees all over the country. I mean, I talked to every single grant awardee, I talked to them on the phone during COVID and they were scared that they couldn't even pay their electricity bill, payroll. I mean, it was just a crazy time. You think back to April, of 2020. I cried on the phone with many of these entrepreneurs and stuff, but we got hundreds of thousands of dollars out at that time. And now one of my good friends, Selena Axeas, she runs the foundation. I turned over the reins of the director to her at the end of last year, but I had a great three-year run as the director of the Thrive Foundation, and I was doing that on top of my day job within the company. Well,
1: like you, I have some passion and put a lot of energy into the IFA through the work I've done over the years as a founding member of the IFA Diversity Board and its Diversity Institute, and also sitting on the Educational Foundation for the IFA's Board of Trustees. We need to get you together with us and get you busy with some of the work that we do through the foundation and through the Diversity Institute and put some of the 501c3 resources that are available through Thrive to work to the benefit of the IFA as well. It's going to be another bucket that you and I have to check to make certain that all that can be done is being done and that we're putting our collective energies together because there's synergy here, a lot of it. Consider me in
2: any way we can help.
1: Great. So let's move on a little. We've got a few minutes to talk more about some things that I've discovered, like the MatthewGorgeau.com website, where you feature your favorite books and podcasts. I don't see franchise today on that list yet, Matthew. Did the check not arrive? Check hasn't arrived, but I tell you what, I'll what i put yours on there for free. I want it on there because it's earned its place. And if we have to get somebody to help you with some WordPress, hey, we can probably figure that out. <laughs> Let's turn one last corner on a more serious note and talk about the work that you've been doing that you've been so gracious to invite me to join you in, which is something that's called 30 Under 30. Tell the audience some more about that. Yeah, it's not a
2: who's who, like one of those 30 Under 30 or 40 Under 40 watch list or whatnot. If
1: it was one of those, anything to do with under 30 would disqualify. Me.
2: It would disqualify me too. So the initiative or program is the 30 under 30 emerging franchise or mentorship program. And this really stemmed from when I wanted to launch a software business within franchising, I was introduced to a great organization called Franworth. And I was introduced to John Rachi, David Barr, Meg Roberts, and David Kyle, and a couple of their other leaders within that organization. And they just went above and beyond to really mentor me in the ins and outs of the franchising industry. I mean, I had a little bit of knowledge, but they really really just went above and beyond, sat me down and taught me a lot of things within franchising. And we've developed a really great corporate partnership with them. And Franworth is a growth equity company that owns a portfolio of brands. A lot of you listening to this podcast probably know the names that I just mentioned. And one of the things that they noticed, and they work with a lot of emerging brands, and at Thrive over the last few years, we've been supporting emerging brands. A lot of franchisors don't get to meet a lot of other franchisors, right? And so we wanted to, we kind of were trying to come up with something within franchising that would be really beneficial for the people they knew, the emerging brands that we knew. And we settled on this initiative called 30 under 30, where we launched the first version of it last year, where we got 30 brands. These are anywhere from, they just got their FDD, you got zero locations to 30 locations. And what we do is we have mentors and these are some of the who's who in franchise. And These are people that have grown brands, run great organizations. And I remember when Meg put out kind of an email, Meg Roberts put out an email to the community, like, hey, we're thinking of launching this with would you volunteer your time to mentor an early stage franchise brand? I didn't know how many people would respond, but we had close to a hundred people get back and say, count us in. We only needed 30. We got over hundred. And so what we do is basically we have an application period right around when the IFA annual conference happens. And for about 30 days, we take applications. We just announced the class of 2022. So to think of 30 brands, we have these 30 great mentors that agree to meet with their mentee once a month via zoom or whatever platform you want to use to just kind of coach them up. mean, every situation is a little different, but whatever questions the emerging franchise or might have, maybe they're just having a tough issue or they're having a tough time around one little thing, but just having someone that's been there, that's walked the path, that's done it successfully. You can kind of talk to, we've really created a great little program where we match them up and the, the mentors again, just agreed once a month to sit down with these mentees and they do it for a year. So all the way up until IFA of next year, and then we'll get another class and then another class. And it was such a big hit in the first year that we, again, we're start, this is our second annual time to do it, but it's really become a great program. We actually had uh, a lot more than 30 brands apply this year. is really tough kind of selecting the few that would be a part, but that just launched so we're kicking it off April 19th with a nice little kickoff call.
1: Well, I think it's brilliant and I can't think of a better crew of people to spearhead that than David and John and Meg. I was lucky enough, I guess, to be one of the first members of the, or maybe the second year of John Rachi's friendship program that he brought to IFA years ago. Rachi has always been one who has wanted to give, 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 and there's nobody more giving than David and again, Meg. So I'm thrilled to be a mentor and to help. And as you know, the work that I'm doing with my partners in Zor Forum leads into the same place. You can't do enough to help people get the right starts. We see, I think they say 300 new brands a year that are born into the IFA Population, but I wonder how many of those we lose in a year because they don't get to touch and be touched by people who can help point them in the right directions early enough in their concepts. It takes time to figure out that operating your business to the point where you want to scale it was one skill set, but then scaling it is a completely different one. And you can't get to the end game trying to do that piece of it the same way as you did the operation as a unit operator. So I think this is going to help pay it forward for a great many people to get the right start in franchising. What is it that I haven't asked you, Matthew, that if anything, that you wished I might have before we run out of time? One thing that I would just say for your listeners
2: out there, we're obviously a supplier and we'd love to work with you. You've got great companies like FRM Solutions, and if you're familiar with what Stan does, sometimes we get confused with that. We're almost a compliment to what Stan and his company are doing, get confused with that. But our franchise franchisors that we work with and the brands that we work with are installing our software at the franchisee level. So it's a franchisee to consumer. They're using our technology for that. And a lot of it reports up to the franchise or so they have data and they can make data-driven decisions and they can see what's going on at the location level but I just wanted to call that out because you know as we're doing trade shows and as we're doing events we're going to this sometimes it gets confusing but we feel that our software helps you create thriving franchisees and that's kind of our value prop to the franchising community
1: and before I ask you to give contact info I want to circle back to the very beginning of this conversation today because I should have asked you then and I didn't what were your thoughts on Tiger Woods and his comeback this weekend at the Masters? I
2: was glad to see him back and uh, hopefully he just plays more because it's so Much fun to watch
1: him. I think he's an inspiration and he talks about to be successful in golf, you've got to do the work. You got to do the work. And for me to see him coming on a leaderboard in the forties instead of the top three doesn't change the fact that he went to do what he needed to do so that he could go back and do it again. And I think the guy is the greatest inspiration. And anyone in franchising that can't be inspired by executing and executing the way Tiger Woods does is really missing it. So it's not about winning or losing so much as it is about how you're playing the game and what a role model he is. So I just wondered what your thoughts were on that because of your affinity for golf. I couldn't let this podcast end without asking that. I can't let it go either without contact info. Matthew, why don't you give us some of that?
2: Yeah, thrive.com is T-H-R-Y-V. That's how we spell it, T-H-R-Y-V.com. We have a franchising page there where you can contact our team for a demo. You can find me on LinkedIn and at Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Matthew Gorgio. Good luck spelling my last name. I've got a tough last name and a tough company name to spell, but on LinkedIn as well, I respond to all messages just if you connect with me there. That's probably the best. I would go to LinkedIn and connect with me, shoot me a message, and I'd love to meet with you. And if you're interested, in like in the thirty for thirty, if you're a emerging brand, listen to Stan's podcast. We'd love to connect you. Even if you can't be part of this class, we have a whole network of just incredible people. The franchising community is just so great. There's so many people willing to help and go above and beyond. It's almost too good to be true sometimes. But we can connect you there. But that's what I would say, Stan. Just either email me or hit me up on LinkedIn.
1: I appreciate it, Matthew, and look forward to seeing you at the next events. I don't know where you're going to be next. Any place you can share with us where the audience may find you out there on the trail in the next weeks ahead?
2: Yeah, we've got a few things. I think I'm looking forward to the Consumer Experience Conference that the Franchise Update Media and and IFA are putting on in June in Atlanta, thinking you're stomping grounds. At the Intercontinental, we're really looking forward to that. And we've got uh, an announcement coming out soon of our own event within franchising that we're launching. And I think that'll be pretty
1: neat. We covered a lot of territory in a very short space of time, but we'll be together again and again. We've got so much more to get connected with each other on, and we've got plenty of time to do it. So wishing you all the best. Thank you, Stan. Appreciate it. Matthew Gorgeot, head of the Franchise Business Unit for Thrive. Well, that's it for today. We're back again next week to do it all again, when we'll be joined by WowWorks CEO Kelly Roddy. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best, of all things franchising. And franchise today.